For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and happy last day of September. Can you believe it? I mean, already, if you go into any store, there are Halloween displays everywhere. And in some stores, there are Thanksgiving displays, Christmas displays. I used to say that at some point, we're going to see Christmas trees with jack-o'-lanterns on them. I think that's the way to go. Uh, But anyway, if it helps stores in terms of bringing back the economy, I say I'm all for it. Whatever it takes to get people in the stores, buying and purchasing and whatever it takes, I'm all for it. Well, anyway, welcome to today's show. Who or what are you celebrating today? I am so excited about today's show because I have two very special women waiting in the wings. Uh, One has actually been on the show a few times, and we talk quite a lot. As a matter of fact, we spoke for hours last night. And another, um, although we've been Facebook friends for a long time, I met for the first time physically uh, this past summer. Uh, when I was in Provincetown on the very end of Cabaret Fest. So we're going to celebrate both of them today. Uh, Sherry Callahan is here today from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm thrilled that she's here, Uh, although I think that Myrtle Beach is about to get hit a little bit. Myrtle Beach is my hometown. Uh, So Sherry, just pick a number, one through two, and we'll bring on our first guest. Um, And I will... uh, begin the celebration today. Uh, So it's all in your hands, Sherry. Uh, Thank you all for being here today. Um, Today is Ask a Stupid Question Day. So if any of you have any questions for either myself or either of my guests today, by all means, throw those questions out. If any of you are so bold that you want to come on today's show, uh, all you (coughs) get a little tickle in my throat, all you need to do is just throw us uh, a, a, a hands up that you'd like to come on the show, and I will bring you on. Um, Sherry is picking number three. Uh, we don't have a number three today, Sherry. So either pick number one or number two. Uh, that, that's the choices. Uh, our number three person was scheduled to be here, uh, but she got called into work at the last minute. So it's just the two of us. So once again, pick number one or number two. Takes a little delay for that to happen. So, and we'll see who the first person is. And then I will get to pick. Uh, so we're just waiting. So anyway, <laughs> she's picking number one. Uh, Lisa, are you ready? Not if you are. Lisa Gale Johnson is here in her orange as well. Uh, Lisa, you look wonderful. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am so glad that you're here. Do you know why we're wearing orange today, number one? I do not. Uh, Well, on this day, the last uh, Friday of every September, we wear orange in celebration and in honor uh, of Indigenous people. So that's why we wear orange today in celebration of them. And I'm all about celebrating So if you have any friends that are Native American, we celebrate them today. So uh, who or what are you celebrating today? 
Well, you know, I'm celebrating good friends that really stand by you when you when times are tough. Let's say that. I'm in celebration of my friends who are just like my family, and I'm just so ever grateful and thankful for them. Well, let's begin, and I don't want to bring us down, but we have to acknowledge where we are in the world right now. And uh, unfortunately, Florida got pummeled. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have friends that live in Florida? I do. I think we actually have some mutual friends that live in Florida. Um, father lives down in Florida. Um, he helps with the uh, cabaret festival in Dallas, the summer. Yes. Have you heard uh, anything from them, by the way? Yeah, yeah, they're safe and good. They're safe and good. You know, it's so interesting. I, I want to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm a sap. I'm an empath. Um, and last night I was watching the news um, because of the show and everything. And as I'm prepping for last night's show, I did not see any of the news all day yesterday. Right. So I see the news after the fact and last night. And it was devastating. And yeah. it really got to me. And I see, I look around my office and I see photographs, I see books, things that matter to me, things right. that have sentimental value to me. And I can't imagine losing everything. No, no, I can't either. I honestly cannot. That would be, what an incredible tragedy to have to do that. You know, I, that's, I can't imagine it. So the word that I chose today is contribution. Um, Jackie Joseph, if she happens to see this, she posted on Facebook today that she uh, that her heart went out to everyone, and she felt that she she wishes that she could do more. Mm -hmm. And and I go, if you are thinking about these folks, uh, we all wish that we could do more. But the fact that I do believe in the power of prayer, and I believe that if we take the time to think about what's going on, and we really acknowledge what's going on, uh, that, that's a contribution. And the word contribution has so many connotations. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just making a donation, although if you want to, that's up to you folks. Uh, I'm not asking for donations. I'm just saying contribute in any way you possibly can. Yeah. Um, so let's talk on a positive note. You are going to be doing a show at Club uh, cafe, um, which is in Boston. Yes. Okay. Uh, when's the show coming up? So I'm very excited. I'm actually Jan Peters guest artist on October 29th. The show starts <gasps> at 7 PM and it is going to be a is that wonderful Jan Peters? Excuse me, please. Is that Jan Peters that just spoke Jan up? Peters, yeah. Oh, hi Jan. Yes. So I'm super excited to be a part of this. It's been a while since I've dipped my toe into the water. Um, I've been performing since I was a young person. I started professionally when I was about 12, but my nursing career kind of took me away from things and I stepped away from um, the cabaret scene and kind of got rediscovered at a David Friedman uh, uh, workshop and met uh, Patricia Fitzpatrick there who asked me to come down and sing at um, Cabaret Fest. So that's kind of how I've been reintroduced back into the cabaret community. And 
I am singing about six or seven songs on the 29th in a row, which is a thrill. And I cannot wait to share it with all of my uh, fans and friends. And I know we're just going to have a great time. And Jan is such a wonderful performer. And it's just a wonderful community in Boston. So you guys in New York, I know some of you out there, you have plenty of time to get your tickets. I'll show you around the city. I'll see you on the 29th. It's going to be fun. That's great. And I did see you uh, at the showcase on yes. the last day of Cabaret Fest. Uh, you sang a house is not a home. Correct. Uh, a, home a house is not a home. Is that right? Yeah. A house that's, is not a home. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I was You're right. A home is not a house. A house is not a home. And uh, you were, I mean, you own the song. So Thank you. Really, absolutely wonderful. So Thank congratulations. You. And I'm sure that you're going to bring, uh, I appeared at Club Cafe when it first opened. Uh, I think it was when it first opened, uh, which was 125 years ago. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. So today is also Ask a Stupid Question Day. Um, okay. Do you want to ask a stupid question? Sure. I have a stupid question. Okay. Uh, my stupid question is, but what if pigs could fly? Well, I want to say uh, Mark Waldrop, who is a songwriter, proved that pigs could fly. No, we didn't plan, uh, we didn't plan this, did we? No, well, not at all. Way off the top of my head. He proved that when pigs, uh, that pigs could fly by produce, uh, writing the music for an incredible off-Broadway show, uh, which played uh, years ago uh, off-Broadway called uh, When Pigs Fly. Um, and Mark Waldrop is, has written new material for a new musical review that it's opening here in Rockland County, where I live, at Penguin Rep, which is opening next weekend. How's what? that for a segue? That is quite the segue, for sure. <laughs> So pick a number, one or two. I'm going to pick one. And this is your question. And you okay. can decide whether it's a stupid question or not. And the question is, in what way do you feel that your childhood was happier than other people's childhoods? Oh, wow. That is such an interesting question. Um, I think because I'm, I've always been such an optimistic and positive person, I, I always had the ability, and I think I get this from my dad, of seeing everything, um, even finding positive even in the negative. And I feel like because of my optimism and my kind of friendly nature, that that's been such a big blessing for me, not just as a child, but it's definitely helped me growing up as a, as a child, because, you know, you're always coming into contact and friction with things when you're growing and learning. Um, I was really able to roll with the punches and just really enjoy everybody and enjoy the diversity that was around me and 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 just you know really kind of envelop life just really enjoy it and it well, holds true right. to this day well that proves that that was not a stupid question and i'm going to bring our next guest on and that's my friend danielle and danielle you said you didn't have anything orange this <laughs> yellow, but it can be orange in the right light <laughs> <laughs> so I think you need to turn your volume up just a hair, Danielle. Okay. Uh, but, uh, thank you. This is Lisa. And Lisa, this is Danielle. 
Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. So Danielle, I'll, uh, now you're muted. Sorry, is that better? No, that's better. Okay. So Danielle, I'm going to uh, begin where we left off with Lisa. Okay. And I'm going to ask you, in what way do you feel that your childhood was better than others? Uh, probably because of my gift, I was able to see a lot of things that other people weren't. It made it simultaneously harder because of people's judgments about that, but a lot more fun. And I, I had a lot more friends because I had, uh, friends on both sides of life. <laughs> now, do you want to explain that to everybody who may not know what you're talking about? Yes. Uh, so I think our people in the chat know, but Lisa probably doesn't know. So I'm a psychic medium and energy channel, and I've had connections since really my earliest memories of uh, being able to see and work with spirits and angelics and other types of energies. And wow. I, I just absolutely love Danielle. And uh, so, I mean, and like I said, we had a long talk last night and we had a long talk this afternoon and we truly are two empaths. Uh, I think that, uh, I think there's this, you know, that you and I, uh, Kasira, who I do the show with on uh, Sunday nights, we talk about soul contracts. And I think somehow that you and I have a soul contract. Definitely. I mean, people forget that really anything could be a soul contract. I believe that we, and in my experience, we plan our lives to a certain extent um, before we incarnate. And we kind of put a checklist of, of things that we want to achieve, people that we want to interact with, sort of like signing up for classes that you want to take in college. And then because of our free will, it can be malleable to certain extents. Um, but the people that we interact with, and that's why soulmates are not just people that you have romantic connection with. In my experience, soulmates are mm -hmm. any soul that you have outside connection with other than that current reality, that current life or timeline. Mm -hmm. So I want to let everybody know, uh, that I know a few people are just coming in. Erin is here. Erin is one of our sponsors for the month. So we thank you very much, Erin. Uh, so thank you. Speaking of contribution. So thank you very much, Erin. Uh, Warren Shine is here. Uh, Lisa, of course, you and Warren know each other. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian Summers is here. Uh, Brian Summers will be here in Rockland County next month. Uh, I mean, next week. Uh, playing for Joyce Boulevard. And then uh, Brian will be playing for me when I go to Washington, D.C. in March, which will be the first time that I will be doing an, an act again for a long, long time. So mm -hmm. uh, thank you. And uh, uh, Sherry Callahan is here. Rosa Puzo, it's good to see you up and about. And thank you for being here. Uh, so thank you all for being here. Today is Ask a Stupid Question Day. Uh, but in my mind's eye, there are no stupid questions. So if you have any questions for any of our guests, uh, by all means, ask those questions. And if you want to come on the show, uh, just let me know and we will get the link to you so you can come on and join us. So Danielle, I've got another question for you. Okay. And you can decide whether or not you think this is a stupid question. And the question is, well, it's a statement. And then you take the statement and you run with it. So I will read the statement. You repeat the statement and you run with it, okay? Okay. The statement is, my actions are intentional and they bring me closer to my goals. 
My actions are intentional and they bring me closer to my goals. Well, I really have always believed in doing things with intention. I find that when you go into anything with an intention before you do, you have a much better result. Uh, in my experience, the universe likes to co-create with us, but unless we state our intention or we state our needs or we actually ask for help, it can be difficult for us to receive the positive results that we're worthy of. Even actually in my experience with uh, angelics, uh, they don't always help unless we ask, unless it's a dire situation where they need to. So really programming your day, programming your experiences by setting forth an intention and trying to have intentions for others that you would wish that they have for you, I find to be the best. That's wonderful. Now I have this deck called, uh, it's called a persuasion deck. Mm -hmm. And uh, the card that I pulled is called 5070 Eye Contact Rule, okay? And I'm gonna read the statement and then I'll start with you, Lisa, and then you'll uh, respond as well, Danielle. And it says, when speaking to a person, maintain eye contact for 50% of the time. Uh, when listening, aim for eye contact 70% of the time. So eye contact is one of the most powerful tools for influencing others. The 50-70 eye contact rule is considered a sweet spot. So Lisa, since you are an entertainer, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go there with you with this question for you. So how does that play into your work as an entertainer? Well, I, I definitely think that um, eye contact is such a huge thing. I'm also a special ed teacher and a nurse, so communication is so important no matter what your um, job or profession is. And I think um, when you actually make eye contact with people, it, lets them, it makes them feel heard and understood. And, you know, have you ever gone to the doctor's office and had the doctor have his back to you or her back to you typing away and not looking at you and just asking questions off the computer. Um, I really feel like when you're making eye contact and you're truly actively listening, um, it makes other people feel important and heard. And uh, I think that's very significant with every, you know, with any kind of job, but especially, you know, being on stage, I really enjoy, um, having interactions. I like to have a dialogue with my audience and include them and I'm making eye contact with them and they're making eye contact with me. And it's just, it's just great. It's a lot of fun. It's a, a complete um, back and forth interaction, which I think is a beautiful thing. Well, imagine going to an audition and having, uh, I said, imagine going to an audition and having the person that you're auditioning for looking at their cell phone or exactly while you're auditioning i mean it's just the height of rudeness as far as i'm concerned yes so, Danielle, same question when it comes to your work as a psychic medium yeah i have actually been careful about that because sometimes it can make people uncomfortable yeah. and also working with a lot of empaths a lot of empaths are also neurodivergent to a certain extent i'm neurodivergent a lot of people with gifts or sensitivities have neurodivergence and so that is a very powerful tool um, but it's also powerful to realize that not everyone can maintain the same comfortability level with eye contact so really read the person or engage with the person and see what 
they're comfortable with and not judge them if they can't be keeping eye contact with you. I guess it's another matter, of course, if they're looking at their phone or doing something to distract them during a conversation. But um, especially kids now with autism and spectrum disorders being so prevalent, there are a yeah. lot of newer generations that are not going to be able to maintain that rule or standard. So it's a good thing to understand. Um, but also, as more people are getting used to this type of connection with Zoom and working from home, uh, I think that's why so many people are awakening to their sensitivities, because our empath and other type connections besides eye contact are starting to take the lead as well, in my opinion. Wow, uh, great statement. Uh, so uh, Lisa has already asked her uh, stupid question of the day, uh, mm -hmm. which wasn't so stupid. So now it's your turn. Okay, so I'll have a stupid question for you. Okay. Has there ever been a makeup mishap when you were performing? <laughs> yes, a, a, a major one. Uh, and it just popped into my head as you asked this question. I was performing in uh, Atlantic City, uh, Trump's Taj Mahal. Uh, and in those days, I did, I was doing 12 shows a week, which wow. was exhausting. Uh, we were dark on Mondays, uh, but uh, every other day of the week I was performing. I was performing both as Judy Garland and as Carol Channing. And as you both know, their makeup was incredibly different. Yeah. But I had to come up with a makeup that was similar to the two. So one day I have my makeup on and I have my Judy wig on and my Judy costume on and I'm looking in the mirror and something is definitely wrong, but I couldn't figure out what was wrong. And I called Pudgy, who was a very well-known comedian at the time, she's since passed on, to come into the dressing room, find out what was going on. And she walked in and she just took one look at me and burst into laughter. I said, mm -hmm. what's going on? She said, well, you've got Carol Channing's makeup on with Judy Garland's accoutrements. So <laughs> and then I, it all made sense to me because I had the lips, I had the lashes. It was Carol Channing's face with Judy Garland's hair and costume. So <laughs> that was the answer to that question. But the worst, I mean, one of the worst experiences, I was performing in Washington, DC, and uh, we were packing the car to go. And just as, you know, then uh, I got a phone call from a friend of mine uh, in Washington who was not able to meet us. So, uh, while I was on the phone with her, Danny said, I'm gonna go get gas. And he went to get gas. And, uh, you know, and I stopped midway packing the car. So when he came back, I finished the phone call, got in the car. And we were two hours into the trip when I realized I forgot to pack my costumes. Oh no. And we were on our way to do a show that night. Wow. And it was pouring rain. Uh, we had to turn around, we had to come back, and we had to uh, get my costumes, load them in the car, and I ended up putting my makeup on in the car with the windshield wipers going back and forth. I got to the theater, no time for a sound check. I ran in, threw my costume on, and did the show that night. Very stressful. So yeah. <laughs> you learn. And you people just... have no idea when they see you live. And they have no idea. So um, there are a lot of holidays uh, today as we wrap up the month. So um, we said goodbye to a lot of things this month. 
Uh, Rita Gardner, who was in the original Fantastics, passed away uh, this month. We're saying goodbye to Summer. Um, Lisa, something that you said goodbye to in September that you're glad to say goodbye to. Oh, that I'm glad to say goodbye to. Oh, something I'm glad to say goodbye to. I'm glad to say goodbye to unpacking. I'm I'm in the midst of a move and I'm happy that I built up my attic. I moved everything up there that and things are getting organized and I'm just happy to not live in so much chaos. Good for you. And Danielle, for you, something that you're not happy to say goodbye to. Uh, I already kind of feel missing the the summer weather. You know, we had a really bad summer with the heat here in New York, but as the, the light is starting to change, I miss that sun being up so long. Yeah. Wow. I absolutely love this time of day in the summer. I mean, in the, in the fall, when it's get, when it gets dark earlier, I love this. So today is National Bakery Day. Uh, do either of you bake? Not really. I love to bake. I love to be in the kitchen. That's one of my all-time favorite things to do. I am for. I wish you know everyone would want to be my neighbor. I'm always bringing goodies over, and it's just a, a joyous thing to be in the kitchen and share uh, my food and my love with people. It's just it's great. I love it. Danielle? Not really. I'm not a not a big cookery baker. <laughs> I love to cook, but I can't bake. No. I think I would probably prefer baking because there's more science aspect to it. And I have on occasion. But the first time I tried to bake, I tried to, I was a maybe 13 and I was trying to bake my grandmother a cake that she could have with her diabetes. And I used that Pam spray uh, to make sure it didn't stick. And for some reason it changed the, the recipe to make the cake pink because of oh, the chemistry. No. I think because of the chemistry between that and the, the Splenda that I had to try to supplement things with. And uh, it tasted great, but it, it was pink, so. Well, did either of you have an easy bake oven growing up? Oh yes, my cousin did. I, I used my cousins. I begged my parents and they would not let me have one. Oh, come on. Not in South Carolina. They said, boys don't get easy bake ovens. So they wouldn't let me get one. So um, this is an interesting one. Today is International Blasphemy Rights Day. Does blasphemy that, what day? Blasphemy Rights Day. Blasphemy Rights Day. Never heard of it, but I would probably be considered very blasphemous because I work with a lot of different religions. So, should I explain it to either of you? Or yes. Well, basically, what it is, I mean, a lot of religions uh, feel that they are the only religion, mm -hmm. and they condemn other people's ways of thoughts. So, mm -hmm. this holiday, basically, uh, from what I understand. Uh, gives everyone the right to say it's our day to say essentially to hell with you um you know <laughs> uh, you know and uh if you're an atheist that's your thought process uh if you i mean if you're a muslim uh you know we we are very rigid in this country about uh the way that our children are being taught 
And I saw a whole program one night on how Christianity is being taught in Florida right now. Um, and there are so many uh, Jewish families in Florida and Muslim families uh, and other sects that are down there uh, and religions that are being negated. And, but it's what uh, is on the agenda in the school system. Mm -hmm. So that's what this day is about. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of changes to make in my opinion. Sorry to interrupt you, Lisa. No, you go right ahead. Yeah, but I, I, I believe that kind of day that you were describing should really be every day. Um, I think that we all need to be able to find and express our own paths to the divine. And in my opinion, it's counterintuitive to say that the divine is all powerful and all encompassing and also say that it can only be one way, one appearance or one name. Yeah. Well, our religions basically all adhere to the one uh, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And even if you're an atheist, I believe that people live by that rule. I would hope that people would live by that rule. At least that's my hope. For I the most like, part. I, I think, like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think if people have personality disorders, then they're not living by that rule. <laughs> but right. there are a lot of narcissists that aren't living by that rule, but hopefully we're getting better. I'm sorry, that's go true. ahead, Lisa. <laughs> um, today is chewing gum day. <laughs> So, either of you chewing gum fans? Not anymore. Just, Not since being vegan. No. Just to freshen my breath after a meal. Hardly ever, though. Well, you bring up something, Danielle. Today is Hug a Vegan Day. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I'll take some hugs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sending you a virtual hug. It's uh -huh. Hug a Vegan Day. How long have you been a vegan, and why did that decision happen for you? Was it because of animal rights? Was that the main reason for you? Uh, the main reason for me was health issues, actually, and animal rights for sure. You know, I work with spirit animals and, and all of that, and I really believe in respecting animals and the earth in that way. Um, but also, to be honest, the thing that made me stick to it was the, the health difference and the inflammation difference in my body and with some autoimmunes and things from switching. So, and I was, um, I was vegetarian for about three years and then switched to vegan. Took me about three years to get rid of that mozzarella and that, that Italian cheese, but uh, I did. Was it an easy transition for you? Um, I was having so many side effects from the food. So that kind of made it easier. It wasn't, it was less about deprivation and more about feeling better. Uh, but it did take me a while to switch off the, uh, the cheese and the eggs. And so I've been fully vegan between four and five years, I think at this point. Have you seen a big improvement in your health with your, your numbers, blood pressure, blood sugars, that kind of yeah, thing? I have. I mean, I've always been someone who needed extra supplements. And I do believe everyone needs supplements because of how our food system is. And we lack a lot of nutrition, whether you're vegan or not. Uh, so I've always supplemented extra. Um, but I have I have noticed a difference. And with the autoimmune conditions I have, and like I got myself out of a wheelchair after being in it for 10 years. So I've wow. noticed a big difference in my skin and my muscles and all of that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you. 
Well, today and this time of year, I love this. It's National Hot Muddled Cider Day. <laughs> and I like hot cider. Uh, not alcoholic because I don't drink, uh, but I do like hot cider. Either of you? Yeah. I'm not actually a cider drinker, but I did go to a local orchard today before the show just to enjoy this beautiful weather. And I love the smell and I love the fall feeling in the air now. And it was really a fun little festive thing to do before getting together with all of you today. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, it, I, I mentioned it's a hug of vegetarian day and this is an easy one. It's national love people day. And I do love people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And someone said the other night uh, that um, how can you say that you love this country mm -hmm. if you're so divisive in this country? And there are so many people that are so divisive these days. And I'm not getting political. I'm just saying that uh, regardless of what side you're on, because it's on both sides. Um, that people are so divisive. It's my way or the highway. Um, and But I love people. And uh, I like being with people. Uh, you know, being away from people during COVID was very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I am very excited about, I'm going to have dinner with friends tonight after this. So I'm excited about that. Uh, your thoughts, either of you? Lisa first, because I kept interrupting you. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm a definite people person. I, I'm someone who was a special ed teacher for many years, and then after doing that, I became a nurse, and um, so I'm, I'm just a lover of people, and the country really is divided. Um, and it's so hard for everybody to keep an open mind about about other people's views. I don't really honestly know what the answer is, but I, I think just trying to um, propagate, um, you know, happiness in the world and, and, and joy and friendship and kindness is, it sounds so Pollyanna-ish, but it really isn't. I feel like that definitely makes an impact on, you know, on everybody around you, on the environment. It's, it, I think it's really crucial to, to do that if you can. I mean, and it's not, it's not easy, but something that I think we all need to strive to do, especially when we're so divided, you know? I totally agree with you. Danielle? I think it's actually an interesting approach that you have, Richard, because a lot of empaths put blinders and blockers up against people. So it's interesting, I think, because you're an extroverted empath, it's easier for you to express your love for people. I think uh, a lot of introverted empaths or people that have oversensitivities may find it difficult to um, express that love or be around that energy or a lot of people's energies for too long. So I definitely love people. I really connect easily with people. But I think also as someone who helps a lot of people, um, I've had to learn how to get boundaries in terms of the way spirit has showed it to me. Sometimes we have like a beacon over our head and almost all empaths know this where we attract a lot of people to speak to us, but also mm -hmm. to 
freely share their problems with us. And so unless you are responsible to put boundaries, sometimes you can form resentment around that. So I think it can be simultaneous that you love people like we do while also having boundaries and also that you love the country while also not being a fan of the government and their practices. Absolutely. And I brought it up. Warren Shine says, Lisa is a real people person, lovely to talk to. Thank and, you, Warren. Uh, and I agree with him. Um, it is um, uh, the National Mud, uh, uh, I'm sorry, National Mud Pack Day. Do either of you go for facials? Never been. Ah. No. no, do you, Richard? I have. You know, I I bought the the, the stuff. I, I think that I bought it a year ago when it was like Mud Pack Day to try it. Hi. And it was, it, it, I mean, it was so tight on my face that it was uncomfortable that I didn't like it. But I've done masks, of, but not go for a facial. Yeah. But I drink lots of water. I drink uh, uh, so uh, lots of water there, you know, so that's the thing. Um, so, um, uh, uh, Sherry said that she's a magnet. Sometimes it is overwhelming. Um, and, you know, because uh, Sarah, you know, is a ma uh, she was talking about this the other day, and she absorbs the energy of the people around her, which makes it sometimes overwhelming. Um, so, uh, Orange Shirt Day, we talked about that. This is what can I, I, can I, I inject something about, about the introvert, extrovert kind of energy thing? Yes. Um, you know, it's so interesting because I feel like I'm an um, introverted extrovert. I don't, and I thought I was making this up, but it's so interesting listening to both of you, you speak. And I, I have to actually, one thing I love to do for myself is once a, a week, I'll take a day and I call it Lisa Down Day because I'm, you know, constantly interacting with people, taking care of people, you know, social, I need a day where I can just kind of regenerate, you know, and, and um, I think empathic people do tend to absorb other people's energy. And, and it really can be exhausting if you don't give yourself that, that break. So I think it's really important to be able to just let yourself kind of be and, and, um, and, and just do you for a day and, and not feel guilty about it. No, I actually have on my calendar uh, on, I, I well, I follow uh, numerology. So on seven days, I call it my reset days, where yeah. I take those days to just reset. And, you know, and I also like, but I like those days for people to connect with me, to let me know their thoughts on how I'm doing and how I can do what I'm doing a little bit better. And uh, we'll go from there. Warren, um, come and pick me up one day and we'll go for a facial and a pedicure. <laughs> I would love so um, today is... And uh, it, it is National Podcasters Day. So thank you all for supporting me in this. Uh, Danielle also has her podcast. Uh, so thank you for, for both of us. Yes. Um, you know, and I just want to let you all know that one of the things that I'm starting to do, and you all can do this to help me out if you're ever inclined, um, just uh, do a... 30 second video about Richard Skipper celebrates and I'll put them on my YouTube channel and uh, it helps me out the little mini commercials and we'll put them mm -hmm. out there. Um, Lisa, uh, do you, have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? Oh my gosh. So I'll be completely honest with you. 
I, I am someone who really despises being on camera and I feel so self-conscious. Like I'm well, you can myself. do a podcast, uh, just an audio podcast. Uh, oh, an audio podcast. Uh, that, you know, I've never actually thought about that, but I mean, that, that would be interesting. Yeah. I, I think I wouldn't be as self-conscious if I were to do something like that, if it were just an audio podcast, but um, yeah, that would be, I would be interesting. I don't know exactly what I would do it on, but it would be it would be something I might like to kind of look into a little bit. I have a lot of friends who are doing podcasts, audio ones actually, and, and they're really they're really excellent. Uh, Daniel, what do you love about doing a podcast? Uh, I actually do majority of the podcasts audio. Sometimes I'll I'll hop on live and do it with video as well, but I call it chat and channel sessions. And so I pick a, a topic where my guides or people suggest a topic to me and I just stream of consciousness channel on it. I really love that factor. I love that even if I have sort of a rough outline or plan of what I want to speak about, and even though it's just me, it's always organic and new things come through. Um, and I really find them valuable to hear other people's perspectives as well. I think it's a great teaching tool and a, a connector with people because um, especially audio podcasts, people can be doing their other things while also educating their themselves or connecting with you in another way. And I do want to let everybody know, if you don't already know, that all of my shows are available on Apple and uh, Spotify and all the other uh, platforms. So if you're too busy to watch a video, it's available uh, on, uh, on podcast as forum. Uh, today is, and this is very interesting, uh, it's National Preparathon Day. Do either of you know what that means? to prepare for natural disasters. Oh, very appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's very interesting that a lot of people question, uh, and I wanna talk about this for a moment, uh, if you both don't mind and will indulge me for a moment. A lot of people question, you know, why do people stay behind? when they've been told to leave when a hurricane is coming. In the case of uh, Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Ian, um, it changed course tremendously from what they thought. Everyone was told that there was gonna be a direct hit on Tampa and a lot of people left the Tampa area. Fort Myers was not uh, you know, slated to be hit the way that it was hit. And a lot of people, I've got friends that are in areas that were devastated. And mm -hmm. they, the, my friends that I've spoken with said that they were absolutely unprepared for what happened. And mm -hmm. so when I was a kid, uh, I grew up in Myrtle Beach, uh, where Sherry is now. And, you know, once or twice a year, uh, and it was never what it is now. We would get a warning that we would have to go closer uh, or further inland. Mm -hmm. And so our parents would pack us up. We would get in the car. And it was an adventure for us as kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were excited to go to a hotel. And we were going to be eating in a restaurant. And we, all these things that were exciting. And I realized as an adult 
that my parents were absolutely petrified that they were going to lose everything they had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Danny about this last night, um, that uh, as um, Piermont, where we live, um, a lot of houses have been built on, you know, on uh, if you've ever been in Rockland County, uh, there are a lot of cliffs here. And a lot of houses are built on these uh, cliffs. If we were to ever get hit in a, you know, by a, a natural uh, major hurricane on the level of Ian, these houses are gone. Yeah. And um, uh, Danielle, uh, Joyce Glasgow would love to do a reading with you. Okay, great. You could find me on my website or you can contact me and we can talk about it um, through one of the socials. So just, you know, to put that out there. Um, are either of you prepared uh, for any uh, natural disaster? Not really, honestly. I'm still, we're still repairing the house from a, a, a mini tornado that we had last summer and it brought a tree down on the house. And uh, yeah, and the insurance didn't uh, cover everything completely. So I'm, I'm still raising funds and, and, and taking care of that. But um, we've had a lot of hurricanes on Long Island. And in the past few years, we've been getting many tornadoes from Brooklyn to here on Long Island. And uh, also we had some mini earthquakes in the past few years, things that we never had before. So you try to be prepared and prepared with batteries and water and stuff like that. But in terms of structural stuff, not, not really, not yet. Wow. And I have, uh, to, I have to say, like when I reflect on natural disasters, I go back to the blizzard was, what was it? 78 or was it, I think it was 78. And I remember that so vividly and I was only a young child, but I remember, uh, like you said, Richard, your your parents must have been really scared. But to me, it seemed like a big adventure. You know, we were actually snowed into our house. We couldn't open up the door. The door would push open. The snow was above the the door level. Um, and it's 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 crazy. But you know, there was no school. That was great. And um, I think preparedness is is super important. Um, and as a nurse, like, you know, and working with the elderly, that's that's my job right now. I'm a, a, a nurse case manager working with a geriatric population. We, we definitely uh, reinforce the fact that, you know, you should have, like Sherry was saying, bottled water, you know, batteries, candles. You have all your medications, um, you know, backup of medications, pet food, you know, uh, non-perishable items. Um, it, it's, it's important to, to do that. And, you know, um, you know, it, 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 especially when you're living in the Northeast with, uh, you know, when the winter season rolling around the corner. Now this next holiday is something that I'm sure that neither of you have ever dealt with or had to deal with. Uh, but on the other side of the planet, um, it's save the koala day oh. and, uh, if you recall last year at this time, uh, they were dealing with major fires in Australia yeah. and many uh, uh, koalas died as a result yeah. because they, speaking of not being prepared, who knew that those kind of uh, fires uh, would almost devastate uh, the forest. And yeah. uh, so that's a major holiday, but um, I love koala bears. They're adorable. 
but they're dangerous. Did you know that they're dangerous? <laughs> I mean, the fact is they eat so much eucalyptus that they're pretty stoned all the time. Uh, but um, um, today is also sport purple for platelets day. So uh, Lisa, you want to talk about that as a nurse? You know, I, I actually, that is so interesting that you would say that because I am someone that uh, blood transfuses once a week and I receive platelets. So, uh, wow, that's a huge one. And, and you're I'm, wearing orange and purple today. So I am. Yes. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I would, hi I just would love to see people go out there and, and donate, um, blood products and especially with, uh, platelets, you know, that's a subproduct of uh, blood and it's a, uh, it's a, uh, not a whole blood product. So they have to spin it out in order to get, so you need more blood product in order to produce platelets um, than you do to do like regular blood that you see like at a, a blood drive. So um, get out there and donate blood for everybody because we need it. No, I would like for the rules to change so that our gay men can donate blood everywhere as well. You and I are on the same wavelength. I was about to ask this question. This may fall in the category of stupid questions. I don't know. But I know that for a long, long time, gay men were not able to donate uh, blood. Has that changed or is that still the fact? It's still I, a fact in certain areas from, from what I've seen. And also with, um, with COVID infusions, I know that I had friends who were not allowed to donate when they were taking blood donations to see about the antibodies. They were not allowed to donate. Wow. So, yeah. uh, you know, good to know. Um, it's also uh, today is uh, time to start yoga day. Um, <laughs> do either of you practice yoga? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I love the idea of it and I've tried to commit to that, but I have not been successful in keeping up a practice with that. So that might I have to put that on my checklist. I do to a certain extent. Uh, I'm still rebuilding my body after accident that I had years ago, but um, it's also day five of Navatri, the Hindu celebration. Yes, of the goddess Durga. So I've been doing videos about her on my channel in the different forms. And that's where yoga comes from, from that sacred uh, Hindu practice. Uh, today is also International Thunderbirds Day. And uh, last but not least, it's International Translations Day. Do either of you speak other languages? I speak pig Latin. I, I wish I, I wish I had. Uh, I wish I was able to, you know, have uh, you know, be bilingual or multilingual. I think that is such a gift. Uh, I speak um, a little bit of, of several languages. I was uh, learning Filipino a few years ago. Sometimes spirit teaches me a language. Like I have uh, indigenous language that I've learned some because of interactions I've had, but fluently really just English. Italian, I understand well from my grandparents, but not enough to speak it because they would never teach us so that they could hide things from us and talk to just each other. Oh, but the curses, amazing. I know all the curses, which I know Rosa Puzo ah. knows too. <laughs> yes. So I've got some wind down questions in the time remaining, and I'll start with you, Lisa. What is the most valuable thing that you own? Oh... That's a good question. 
I think just having a sense of it's 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 not a physical ownership, but I think like uh, mental well being, you know, and 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 um, optimism. I think is is my something that I'm happy that I possess. I don't know if I'd say own it, but definitely possess it because it's just it's really it's it helps a lot. Great, and Danielle, um, from my daily acts of kindness, uh, one of the pages that I pulled today. Listen to a song that evokes good feelings and memories. Do you have a go-to song that you listen to? It really depends on my mood. It's more for me, it's the artist than, than a specific song. But actually, uh, I just gave someone the advice, or I did a podcast actually about the advice of choosing a song uh, in the morning to sort of set an intention for your day. And I did a whole podcast about the importance of our first dopamine hit of the day in terms of our brain and that first pleasure center or reward that we get back and making sure that that's not coming from the phone or an outside person coming from something that you can give yourself and evoke within yourself. So yeah, that's, uh, it changes for me though, what, what it is depending on what phase I'm in. I start every day with, I have a playlist of morning overtures and mm -hmm. I, it change, you know, and I it's on, uh, and I do it as uh, random, but that's how I start my day. So, Lisa, do you have a favorite uh, overture? You know, I think just sentimentally speaking, I like the overture from Annie Get Your Gun because it was the first professional show I ever did, and I just remember waiting in the wings as a kid and hearing the live orchestra play, and it was just like so incredibly magical. Um, so probably that one, which is an, you know, you know, maybe an interesting choice to some, but I, I absolutely love it. I love Wicked I'm gonna too. Add, I'm going to add that to the mix because I don't have that one on there. Uh, and Daniel, what's your favorite uh, overture? Uh, probably you can guess, Judy at Carnegie Hall overture. <laughs> that is a great overture. I'm going to add that. I'm going to add both of those to my uh, morning overtures. So thank you both for that. So Lisa. Uh, you um, make a decision to not you. Well, this is an interesting one. <laughs> this is easy for me because I don't do this. Um, it says make a decision to not use curse words or foul language today. Do you use curse words or foul language? You know, honestly, very infrequently. Um, I, I find it depends upon who I'm hanging around with. Um, you know, you kind of pick up the, the language and what other people are saying. So if I'm around with my friends who tend to kind of curse a little bit more, I notice that I do too. But generally speaking, traveling throughout the world, I, I'm, I'm not a big cursor unless something happens, like someone cuts in front of me and it's like kind of like more of like a visceral gut reaction. Um, but I'm not a big cursor in, uh, you know, as a general rule. Okay, and this will be the last one, Danielle. I'm going to ask you this question. Um, it says, "Make gratitude a dinner time tradition uh, by sharing one thing that you're thankful for." So, uh, as we sign off, or we begin to sign off tonight, uh, name one thing that you're thankful for today. Today, I'm thankful that it worked out to not only speak with you but be here and uh, that we're ending the month on a high note. It's a day nine as well in numerology. Yes. So a lot of endings and, and uh, I'm thankful that we can ring it out 
leaving behind, as you said in one of the questions at the beginning of the show, things that are no longer serving us and start a new month tomorrow. Now we're starting next month on an eight, am I right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So tomorrow is an eight day. I mean, it's odd that that happens, but that's what's happening. Yeah. So we're going to give away, um, I'm giving away, um, uh, Danielle, my shipment just came in. Yay. And Lisa, I'm going to send you a mug too. So for doing the show today. So uh, Joyce, you. did you get your mug? I, I hope you got it. Um, so um, when you get the mug, Lisa and Danielle, I want a selfie so I can put you on my mug shop page. For sure. So, so if you have already won the mug, um, what I would like you to do is I'd like you to reach out to the ninth person on your friends list, and I'd like to give it to them as a gift so that we send it to someone who doesn't know about me necessarily. Um, so that's what I'd like to do uh, if you've already won uh, the gift tonight. Uh, and uh, also, ever who wins tonight, uh, make sure, I hope, that you will do um, a posting and you will tag me and let other people know about the show. So let's do, I'm going to bring this up here, and we're going to do a giveaway. And oh, only two people signed on. So it's contribution tonight. And we'll see who, uh, it's either going to be Sherry uh, or Aaron. Uh, and uh, so Sherry is one again. So Sherry... Uh, since you've already won this, uh, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to go to your friends list, uh, go to the eighth name, and let me know who that person is, and we're going to send them a mug anonymously. So we got to find out who their address is. So I'm going to remove this, and I'm going to say a few words um, about uh, the word contribution. And then, Lisa, I'm going to turn it over to you. And you can have your final words of the night. It can be about anything that we talked about that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message that you want to leave everyone with tonight. And then, Danielle, uh, you'll have the closing word tonight uh, to leave everybody on a spiritual note uh, going into the next month as well. So contribution. Contribution means so many things. Thank you all for being here you contributed your time tonight. You contributed your energy to the show. You contributed so much, not only today, but this entire month. September, can you believe it? Um, the song that's running through my head right now, two songs, I'll See You Next September, which is <laughs> one of my favorite songs, and September Song. Um, and September Song is a song about growing older and time passing on. But I don't think of this as a sad time. I look. For, I love October. October is one of my favorite times of year. Um, I love the pumpkins going out. I love the energy of Halloween. Hocus mm -hmm. Pocus 2 is on Disney Plus tonight. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'm going to see that at some point over the weekend. Um, thank you all for the support that you show me, not only today, but throughout the month. So if you don't mind, Please, 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 even if you've done it before, it helps me tremendously in terms of my analytics. Please leave a comment on YouTube. Share this with your friends. If you tell at least three friends about this show, my numbers will grow and it will expand it and it helps get the word out there. And as artists, 
you know, I could do this and just sit in my room and talk until I'm blue in the face. Um, Mm -hmm. But it won't mean anything unless we spread that word. So thank you all for doing that. Um, At the risk of sounding like a broken record, uh, I always end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to that ninth friend and let them know what they mean to you with a phone call, not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. Let them know what they mean to you. As my dear friend, Sean Moniger always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. You never know what someone else is going through right now. But I always say, if you're going to go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. <laughs> I love that. I love you dearly. Thank you for being here. And make sure you get your email, uh, your mailing address to me. Uh, and I'm going to leave the screen right now. And Lisa, it's all yours. Thank you. Thank you, Richard, so much for having me on tonight. I really appreciate it. You are such a wonderfully gifted interviewer and you really touch so many people. So thank you for including me in your circle of friends. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, a lot of people will be able to show up for my show, uh, working with Jan Peters on October 29th. And I just want to send um, blessings to everybody and well wishes to everybody and uh, good health and happiness to everybody. Thank you so much. Well, nice to meet you, Lisa, as well, uh, by the way. And and on a spiritual note, that's a tall order, Richard. But I want to go from the word of the day being contribution. And I want to remind everyone that whether you feel like you have things to give or not, whether you have money to give, whether you have time to give, you showing up is an energy exchange. We call it energy exchange in a lot of my business for a reason. I think because we were also talking about empaths tonight, it's also important to remember that every interaction you have with someone is an exchange. And if we could all take some mindfulness moments to analyze and become more self-aware in terms of how much are we giving and how much are we receiving. And if we see someone out there like Richard or myself, people that are serving with their gift and we receive some benefit from it, if possible, see how you can contribute to that if you receive something from it. You can contribute with things like donations, which are helpful because, you know, we pay for platforms and things to present the information. But if you don't have money to give, you can also contribute with your thoughts, with your prayers, with positive energy, with spreading the word, as Richard says. You know, there are so many things that you can do to be an equal exchange participant in your life and with the people and things that you appreciate. And also speaking about Florida and some areas of the world that are in devastation now, whether that's from a natural disaster or things like Iran, uh, I want to give you a little bit of homework for those of you that get geeky about energy stuff like me. Look up retro causality because it's never too late to pray for someone or something. I know, as Richard said, there is some tendency for people to get annoyed with the thing about sending thoughts and prayers, but there actually are scientific studies uh, from the early 2000s, where people sent prayer and energy to AIDS patients from the 90s, and 
there was an effect of that. So prayer is powerful. Prayer is outside of time. Whenever you're called to pray for someone or a situation, follow that instinct and do that and see the ways that you can positively contribute to others and to the world and to yourself. Remember to be kind to yourself in whatever ways feel natural and calling to you. And by the way, uh, Jackie, or anyone who was interested, um, you can find me on my website if you were interested in a reading. I appreciate that. My website's damseldesigns, D-A-M-C-L, designs.com, or you can find my name and find me on Facebook or Instagram. And with that, I'm wishing everyone blessings. Lisa, many blessings with your show. And thank you so much, Richard. I hope to see you guys again soon. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.